In many ways, the fundraising letter from Congressman Rodney Frelinghuysen was typical. The New Jersey Republican asked for money, of course. He also claimed that organized forces were working to thwart the conservative agenda. But when he sent the letter to a board member at a local bank, Frelinghuysen did something unusual. P.S., he hand-wrote at the bottom, one of the ringleaders works at your bank. That was a reference to Sally Avalenda, a senior vice president who's active in a group that was pressuring Frelinghuysen to hold town hall meetings. Avalenda has since resigned, and she told the Washington Post the letter was an attempt to intimidate her. The story was first reported by WNYC. With us to talk about the letter is Brendan Fisher. He is a lawyer at the Campaign Legal Center. We reached out to Congressman Frelinghuysen's office to invite a representative onto the show, but they have not responded to us. Uh, Brendan, thanks for joining us. Tell us, does it seem as though Congressman Frelinghuysen might have crossed some ethical and legal lines here? Uh, Well, I think you can certainly say that he crossed some ethical lines. Um, It's not clear whether he necessarily violated a specific ethics law, but that doesn't mean that this activity was at all ethical. Um, I think this might be in the category of perhaps lawful, but but certainly awful. What, in these fundraising letters, what is normally the the, the, uh, thrust of them? I mean, is there a hard push to get money in in some way, or are they more, normally more general than this? Um, I think you, I mean you'll certainly see a broad range of, uh, of fundraising letters and the content of fundraising letters. Um, and I think there's there's two ways of there's two ways of viewing what the what the ask was here, what the suggestion was here with this handwritten note. Uh, one was that uh, it was a way of the representative suggesting to the banker that uh, he should fire this employee for their political activity, which does implicate some some ethics laws which we can get into. But then the other the other is that uh, it was a way of the representative suggesting to the banker that that you're on my naughty list. Um, if you want to stay in my good graces, you'll give me you'll give me more money for my for my campaign and this goes to the what might be described as the bribery versus extortion theories of money in politics one is that under the bribery theory donors would give to candidates because they want something in return and then there's also the extortion theory that candidates shake down donors for money with the threat of some sort of negative action if they don't give. Um, and, and this sounds a little bit closer to the, to the latter theory, um, the representative suggesting that uh, you are, you're, you're on my naughty list, you're not in my good graces, uh, one, way that you can, uh, one way that you can curry favor with me and get back on my, on my nice list is by, is by giving me money, and it appears that that is actually what happened here. So this woman, Sally Avalenda, wasn't, as I understand it, kind of a household name in the 11th District of New Jersey. What, what if do we know about how the congressman might have made the connection between her as, as an activist and this, this bank that he was soliciting money from, or at least from a, from a board member? I don't know. I don't know that that's been that that's been made public, and I don't know that the representative has has said how he found this out. Um, from from the reporting that I've seen, it seems like he must he or his someone on his campaign must have put some effort into tracking this person down. Um, that they would have had to had to Google her name, would have had to look at her LinkedIn, would have had to look at the uh, look at the bank website to determine um, who she was and, and where she worked. Uh, so it does appear that there was some some level of effort put into this. Uh, and, and really, I mean, this is, this is, this is incredibly problematic. Uh, it, it's, it's not the role of a member of Congress to tell private employers in the district who they should and shouldn't hire. 
she was a senior vice president at this local bank, so pretty high up in, in the bank, and yet she resigned shortly after this. Were her reasons for resigning this letter, was she afraid she was being targeted? Uh, that's my understanding. Um, it, it does appear that after uh, after her boss received the letter, that she was called into his office, showed her the letter, and then she had to write a statement explaining what she was involved in, and and oddly declaring that she was a she was a friend of the bank, um, and and then reportedly the, the the pressure became worse, and she eventually she eventually resigned. Um, and, and this does appear in in large part of the, the problems that that arose. Uh, in her employment situation, did appear in, in large part uh, as a result of her political activities, and at least in part because uh, a member of Congress uh, informed her boss about her political activities and put some some level of pressure on her boss to to retaliate against her. Um, and, and I'll point out we uh, we brushed over this earlier, but there is actually a, a criminal provision at 18 U.S.C. 227, and there's also an analogous uh, provision in the House, House Ethics Code that prohibits a member of Congress from influencing a private entity's employment decision on partisan grounds uh, by offering or threatening to take or withhold an official act. Uh, so I think the, the representative does come close to, to violating this, this provision, both this criminal law provision and this House ethics provision. Um, the, the, the question here, though, is whether uh, the representative offered or threatened an official act, like a vote on legislation or some formal exercise of governmental power. Uh, certainly we can say that the representative was attempting to, or there's an appearance of, repre- of the representative attempting to influence the bank's decision to employ this woman based on her partisan political activities. Uh, the question is really whether uh, he had offered to make or withhold some sort of an official act. Um, and, and from the context of the letter, I don't, I don't know that that's clear. Uh, but we also don't know whether there were additional conversations or interactions between the representative and the banker, uh, or, or, or if there was additional context here that we don't know about just from, uh, ju- that, that we just don't know about yet. Sounds like there's an awful lot we don't know. Let me uh, read, uh, although we did, as I mentioned, uh, invite the congressman or one of his representatives onto the show and didn't hear back from them. He did provide a statement to WNYC, and this is what the statement said. The congressman wrote a brief and innocuous note at the bottom of a personal letter in regard to information that had been reported in the media. He was in no way involved in any of the bank's business and is unaware of any particulars about this employee's status with the bank. Brendan, anything in there uh, that you hear that, that changes the situation? situation for you? Um, I, I don't think so. Um, I mean, certainly uh, the, the congressman was intending to communicate some sort of a message by, by taking the time, first of all, to apparently conduct research into this, uh, into this individual, and then to put a handwritten note on the bottom of this, of this fundraising appeal. I, w- I would gather that that's not standard practice, that the, that the congressman is not writing a handwritten note on the bottom of every single fundraising appeal that he, that he sends. And the message was uh, was clearly sent, according to according to reports. The as a result of this, uh, what what the congressman calls an innocuous and brief handwritten note at the bottom of this personal letter, um, the recipient of the letter called the employee into his office 
and eventually uh, the and, and eventually the the employee uh, quit was pressured was apparently pressured into quitting as a result of her political activity and as a result of this note from her uh, from her elected official. Brendan, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you very much, Brendan Fisher of the Campaign Legal Center, for joining us on Bloomberg Law.